Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Direct. Hard-hitting. No holds barred. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Just, um, I was just thinking actually about about the uh, men I got to know who were participants in that uh, in that raid. The um, and it's hard to talk about, you know, because it's remarkable. And not, I don't think any, I don't think any of them are still with us. But I got to know a number of them, particularly when uh, I used to broadcast as. Remembrance Day at uh, the Cenotaph in downtown Hamilton. I started that years ago, and three hours on Remembrance Day, including the 11th hour broadcast, 11th hour ceremony, and the CHML radio still does that. Bill Kelly hosts that now, and it's an important piece of our Canadian war history. And um, this incredible act of bravery, and anyway... I was the um, I was the MC for the master ceremonies for the unveiling of the Dieppe Memorial um, under the Skyway Bridge between Hamilton and Burlington, and uh, there are quite a few veterans were, were there still, and they were standing in their green blazers and their gloves and carrying you know, they had their rifles and standing at attention. I just trying to put words to memories. It's hard. I was so impressed with, with every one of them. And Gord Downey had this incredible uh, ability, has this incredible ability of of putting to, to words bits and pieces of Canadiana that may seem unrelated. You know, war fighters and hockey players and but it, but they are related because it's all part of what this country's about. Catherine Swift is the uh, spokesperson for WorkingCanadians.ca, 
Linda Leatherdale is independent business journalist at uh, lindaleatherdale.com and vice president of Cambria, Canada. Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament. We spoke with Michelle at the top of the show. Not everybody heard heard that hour. We talked about the uh, excessive spending of, of our tax dollars by certain individuals in government who should know better. But I, I want to start and ask thank you all um, for being here every Saturday and giving up your time. But let's start with talking about the importance and the significance of tragically hip and 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 Gord Downey. It doesn't matter what your generation is, it doesn't matter when you were born, the songs, the music, the voice, the presentation, it connects with everyone. Um, Linda, let's start with you. Well, Roy, I <laughs> playing that song, I mean I don't want to start your show with tears in my eyes, but uh it did swell some emotion. What a great Canadian, Gord Downey is, and you're right. It doesn't matter how old you are. He has put Canada on the map. He is a brave, brave, brave individual. I know tonight will be he'll be in his hometown of Kingston. I thought it was really interesting that years ago he, Dan Aykroyd, who also has a mom living in Kingston, and from there was on Saturday Night Live, and, and, and that really got I think um, the tragically hip, no one. Um, but it's his Canadian, true to his roots, that really, really strikes home. And as you know, I've been through down this road with cancer with my daughter, and um, it is not an easy road. So all I'm going to say is, here, here, Gord Downing, we love you. And I'm going to be watching tonight for sure. Catherine. Well, it's, 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 uh, I've loved the hip forever. I, I remember seeing them uh, in, gosh, the 80s in Toronto, small joints, you know, and uh, little did we know at the time they would become what they became, which is such an iconic Canadian band, but, uh, but they did. But what, what I find gratifying personally is my two boys, my two children, are mad hip fans. My son was at the Toronto concert last, I think it was last Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and my younger son, I remember once we were all up at the cottage and we got this, um, we got some intimation that there was a show going on uh, in Muskoka with the hip. And <laughs> a bunch of us drove <laughs> at about 11 o'clock at night. It turned out to be false. Oh, no. Here we were. Oh, we no. <laughs> Driving to Bala, it was in Bala, uh, and and they had played there before, so it wasn't totally infeasible. But here we are. <laughs> in any event, we all love them in my family big time, and we'll be watching tonight too. And and what a tragic! I mean, that scored Downey, and as you know, I've had cancer too. Gosh, who who hasn't cancer visited in one yeah. way or another? And and um, what a it's just so un, so very sad that that he's you know getting shut down in such a crucial part of his life. But bravo for him. He's gone out. Boy, he's, he's gone full guns with, with this concert, and, and good on him for doing so. Yeah, and you know, Michelle, there was um, a couple of news stories earlier today I heard saying, uh, well, the, the hip have said, well, hold on, we haven't said we're not going to do anything else. We're, you know, there could be more music coming. There's, so uh, I, I, I love the, uh, the positive spirit. I love the, uh, the, um, the, looking, the looking ahead and... Um, Anyway, go ahead, Michelle. Well, I, I agree with you, Roy, that they are looking ahead. There's no wallowing in pity. Um, they be, become a part of Canadiana 
like truly woven in to who we are as far as I'm concerned. And to Catherine's point, they have transcended a generation, which is remarkable in itself. So I like, uh, you know, I don't know how many millions of people will be watching the concert on TV. Those of us not fortunate enough to get tickets. Yeah. Uh, I want to say as well to uh, everyone who's battling cancer or know someone who is, I'm also thinking about you and um, this concert. I'm sure Gord Downey will uh, dedicate yeah. not only the concert, but the, the tour to everybody in this country who's, who has an encounter with that, uh, with that terrible illness. Yeah. So um, now let's, let's move on to, because you're always fighting the clock here. So earlier in the show, uh, not everybody heard the hour, Michelle was on with me about the Minister of Health uh, running up a $1,700 limo bill, and we, 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 we discussed what Michelle went through, and, and I told my CBC story, you guys know that, of them offering me uh, you know, a hotel overnight and, 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 a, and a limo and dinner and breakfast, just as long as I would go on the air with News World before they could get the story on the National. I remember when I was at CFIB, <laughs> I, I would have media coming by for to interview me for you know some story that was hot that day, and all the private networks would come, maybe with two people tops, sometimes one. CBC would come with six, and I didn't even know what half of them were doing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so here, so so let's get some quick thoughts uh, around the horn with the with the beauties on uh, on the. Uh, on expense spending, and what the prime minister said, as far as he was concerned, his misspending. Let me find the word. What did he call it? Administrative errors. Oh, God, yeah. That was the administrative errors when he billed Canadians for travel and accommodation while he was out speaking, billing charities. P.S. P.S. Why does this keep happening, Roy? Over I'll and over again, why, and even this health minister, she's not a she. It's only because the whistle was blown that she's now going to repay the money. And then trying to tell us it wasn't a limo? Where, where do these guys get off? I don't understand why we, the taxpayers, continually get hit with this rubbish all the time. It's culture. It's culture, though. I mean, you know, in my work, I, I, for decades, I dealt with bureaucrats, government departments, on and on and on, politicians as well, of course. And as long as there are, this is human nature stuff, as long as there are zero consequences, and it's not their money, right? If it was coming out of their pocket, woo, you'd see some different behavior. And it made me think back to a meeting I had with Paul Martin back in the day when he was finance minister. We were chatting about a whole range of things. And I had just come back from a conference that a few government people were also on. And all those government people were flying in business class. I was in, in economy, as I always was. And they weren't even senior government people, by the way. Uh, and and they, mind you, they were embarrassed because I razzed them mercilessly, <laughs> as you can imagine, <laughs> about them sitting in business class. And at any time I'd, you know, walk back to the back, I'd give them a, a, a nice uh, roasting. But um, I, I, ta- I said this to Paul 
that, you know, this kind of thing creates the culture. And he said to me, well, you know, Catherine, it's really not that much money. I said, I know it's not that much money in the big picture, but you know what it creates? It creates this culture of entitlement that they can spend whatever they want, and there's not a second thought that goes toward it. There have to be consequences for everybody. Pay it out of your pocket. If you're, and, and look what Duffy, this Duffy thing has made things worse, eh? When the court said he was not guilty, use your judgment, people. And, and now they're apparently agonizing over the definition of a limo. Oh, come on. That reminds me of Bill Clinton. You know, you know, what, what well, it all depends. It all depends. It all depends on what the definition of limousine is. Oh. Oh. Now, let, hold on, hold on. Everybody knows what it costs ah. to go to the airport in Toronto. Time out. That kind of money is disgraceful. Time out. And I don't care. Phil Potts should be disgraced. Time out. Time, Time out. out. Time out. <laughs> I need my Fox 40 whistle. Stop. Um... Just before we take a break, and we have to take a break, Michelle, tell your limo story, please. We saved this one. When I was in Ottawa, I rarely flew, but I had to fly from Ottawa to Toronto. And in Toronto, we call it an airport limo, which is typically just a Lincoln Continental. Lincoln Town Car. Yeah. Yeah, a town car. So I asked my assistant to have this. An airport limo picked me up outside my apartment in Ottawa to take me to the airport. I said, I'll be at the curb, and I'm standing at the curb, and around the corner comes this honking big black stretch limo. I'm not thinking anything about it until it stops in front of my apartment, and the driver jumps out and said, are you Michelle Simpson? I said, yes. Oh, I'm here to take you to the airport. I almost dropped dead on that sidewalk. I, you know, it, I was so embarrassed, and it was getting dusky. I put my sunglasses on. <laughs> and a bag over your head. <laughs> the driver dropped me at the terminal in, in Ottawa, not in front of the front doors, because there's always media or someone you see in the Ottawa airport, and I was humiliated. What was like a $30 run cost $110. Wow. Well, you know what? Lesson learned. I didn't charge that to the taxpayers. I threw that receipt in the trash right in the airport and thought, you know what, Michelle? You better get used to the lingo. Got to get used to the lingo. Michelle Simpson, who was the only one to inform Canadians of her expense spending, as you heard earlier on the show, if you were with us, and she was punished, and she was severely punished, including being gagged by her own party. She wasn't allowed to speak in Parliament. She wasn't allowed to acknowledge the death of a Canadian soldier who was a constituent of hers who died in Afghanistan. She wasn't allowed to acknowledge the death of a Toronto police officer, constituent of hers, that was killed by a maniac. Uh, We will come back and we'll continue with the beauties and a couple of things that we want to get at. Uh, let's see now. Cap and trade isn't particularly uh, favorably looked upon by a certain electorate in this country. Stay with us. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. If you listen to uh, Kathleen Wynne, 
Everybody loves cap and trade. If you listen to the people, not so much. Forum research has found uh, polling Ontarians that 56%, you're listening, Premier? 56% don't like cap and trade. Uh, 16% aren't sure. You've only got 28% on side, so that's not nearly what the Globe and Mail reported in uh, May of last year when they said two-thirds of Ontarians supported cap-and-trade. I think this forum research is a whole lot closer to the truth, and that's when they're telling you the cost will only be $13 a month or a year more. You know what? You're getting S-T-I-F-F-E-D. You're getting stiffed. Oh, by the way, uh, I want your thoughts, uh, Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, on the on the on the poll. But you'll love this. The, the, last night my phone rings, huh? Mm-hmm. And usually it's uh, it's telemarketing, right? And this was telemarketing too, with a slight difference. Um, we're calling from research. Um, would you be inclined to uh, vote for the following people in the next provincial election? Let's begin with the incumbent premier. I just laughed and hung up. <laughs> I wonder how they recorded that. <laughs> I did. I just laughed and hung I up. I tend to do polls, mostly because I'm a junkie, a political junkie, but also because I feel sorry for these people. <laughs> so I say, how long will it take? If they say five minutes or less, I say, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> five minutes yeah. or less, five seconds or less. Okay, we, we've only got 90 seconds total here, so go. Okay, well, first of all, her approval rating is now at 18%, one of the lowest. Hey, and uh, the Conservatives, good old Patrick Brown isn't doing much better. I can't believe the NDP are in the lead. But they're lying on this cap-and-trade. It's going to cost us annually about $387 on our bill. And I just wrote out a bill for water and for electricity, Roy, $1,181. So I did a little rant on Facebook. I had people from across North America making comments. Very interesting. This is a travesty. No wonder her popularity is so low, and we don't want cap and But let's not forget. I mean, I think the average person who doesn't, unlike us who are all junkies and we pay attention to this stuff because we're nuts, but anyway, uh, I think the average person is beginning to realize they're being sold a pig and a poke, and they yep. are. Yep. And when you see countries around the world who are early adopters of this kind of garbage like cap and trade backing off from it because it has trashed their economy, average people are hurting badly, uh, and, you know, this is, this is a big lie being promoted by a lot, of our, uh, a lot of our political class. And, by the way, the feds, too, little Justin there, he wants to have a price on carbon. And everything about it sounds like it's going to be very bad news for most Canadians. And 20 seconds to you, Michelle. Uh, in 20 seconds, I agree with everything that Linda and Catherine said. Okay. It's bad news for Canadians. Very so, bad. So it's and not. It's not. It's not. Too. It's not a pig in a poke. You're not being sold a pig in a poke. You're being asked to join the pig in the poke. <laughs> yeah, and not being eating much bacon either. Yeah. Gotta right. go, exactly. kids. <laughs> Gotta go. So I'll talk to you next weekend. Michelle, Linda, and Catherine—they're the beauties and the beast. We're back after this.